Welcome to another edition of Acoustic Alternatives from Grove Studios in Ypsilanti, the fine area that uh, you can buy. If you're interested, you can rent this space for band practice. Uh, maybe you want to do a podcast like I'm doing. Maybe you're a DJ and you're looking for a place to uh, hone your skills. Grove Studios in Ypsilanti has been a great home for me to do the podcast and all those other things are possible and a newly redesigned room as well. So uh, lots worth checking out at Grove Studios. And I'm happy to welcome a guest this week that has been a friend of mine for at least a decade. Mm-hmm. Kylie Phillips is the guest this week on Acoustic Alternatives. Hi, Kylie. Hello, John. Good to see you. <laughs> Back at you. In person and everything. Yes. We, good to be in the same room. We are missing these things in person, and uh, it's mm-hmm. just been it's been kind of nasty to, to be so far away from our friends and not really have uh, interaction. But uh, you're here today. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna go a little history digging with you. Oh. We're gonna Something have you, to look forward to. I know. Maybe <laughs> play some songs too as well. But uh, let's start with one of the songs okay. before we get into history. What would you like to start with? I'm going to start with Little Strings because it scares me to sing it. So let's start with that one. Right? Get it right out of the yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Kylie Phillips. She didn't go 
Two new songs released last year from Kylie Phillips, Little Strings on Acoustic Alternatives. Great song. And uh, I'm wondering how 65-year-old Kylie's going to handle singing those notes. Yeah, we'll see. Well, if I'm still playing music at 65, I'll be happy. So, you know, I'll make it I'll make it work. I'll just be like Elton John. I'll keep lowering my keys <laughs> the older I get. You think that'll work out for you? We'll find out. Well, I hope so. <laughs> so let's go back in time, not jumping ahead to 65 just yeah. yet. Let's go back to you growing up in a musical family. I know your dad is a musician still to this day. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was that like for you and how did that affect you growing up? It was fun. It worked out well for me. I yeah. I still joke that like I have the musical taste of a middle-aged man because I grew up listening to like whatever my dad was listening to. So it was a lot of a lot of James Taylor. I have James Taylor lyrics tattooed on my arm and uh <laughs> A lot of, you know, Joni Mitchell and Jackson Brown and all of that stuff and and lots of uh, lots of singing with my dad and my my brother is also a musician. And so it was always like to this day on his birthday, he'll be like, all I want is for you guys to sing with me. So it was it was one of those kind of families. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. I didn't have that. We are all pretty musical in our own ways, but nobody really like collaborated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my sister, oldest sister played the guitar, uh-huh. brother played the drums, other sister played the flute. The whole family band. I played the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually want, I mean, I wanted to know how to play something, but I didn't have the patience yeah. to like take lessons. Yeah. There was a piano. I could have taken piano. There I fingered you go. my way through Color mm-hmm. My World and <laughs> Lean on Me, but I never wanted to like sit down and be you. I, yeah. I mean, I did want to be you. I just yeah. didn't have the patience. So it, it's not that hard. You could do it. Was piano your only choice or did you have other things as a kid you were thinking about? Piano was the one my my dad plays a million instruments, but he's self-taught. And so he always wanted me to know how to read music. So when I was like six years old, uh, they put me in piano lessons and it just it just stuck. And it's always kind of made sense to me. You know, whenever whenever people tell me that guitar is so easy and like, here's how here's how it works. It just doesn't, it's like a different language to me. This to me is so, so clear. You, you move up the keyboard, it gets higher. You move down, it gets lower. It all makes sense to me. So it's stuck. Something I learned later in life is that piano is a percussive instrument. So did drums ever come into the equation ever? No, not at all. Hmm. (laughs) Not at all. I have a decent rhythm, I would hope, but not... I can't do the the separating of my hands that well. Oh, okay. But I also can't play Vince Guaraldi for the same reason. I can't separate uh, my hands. No. Have you tried though? I've tried from time to time. I get bored. <laughs> He's pretty awesome. Yes. Well, I have known you for quite a while. Met you when you, I believe, when you were a senior in high school. I so believe so. Would that be nineteen? So. Uh, no, not that 19, was excuse me, 2007 when I graduated high school. Yeah, so that's about right. It's mm-hmm. a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, from high school, you went on and pursued your education in music. Tell me a little bit about your musical background in uh, college. I went to I went to Wayne State, which was awesome. And um, 
I, yeah, I, for the first couple years, I was a vocal performance major. So, you know, singing a lot of opera, which was not really my bag. And about two years in, they asked me flat out, are you planning to pursue classic vocals, like singing as a classical vocalist as a career? And I said, absolutely not. And they were like, you're going to be pretty miserable the next two years <laughs> if that's, if you hate this. So I switched, I switched to, I got my Bachelor of the Arts in music. So a little bit of a more broad degree. But the best part about going to school in Wayne State was just being in Detroit. And there were so many cool opportunities that I got just because I was downtown there, you know, and so I got to sing with the DSO and I got to perform with the Windsor Symphony and got to do a bunch of random things like that just because of proximity, you know, so it was it was a blast. As you're speaking, move up a little closer in the yes, mic. Sir. I know it's not great for your for your posture, but it will really help <laughs> us. Right. With a little I have bit. terrible posture anyway. Yes, me too. Um, I'm thinking about that when I met you, you were in a band called the Mean Reds, yes. and then you went to college. So is that kind of what caused the Mean Reds to take a break? Was your college, or is it just was it a natural? No, we did some stuff while I was still in college, but we it was just kind of like as time goes on, and you know, people have their their grown up lives and stuff. It became harder and harder to navigate the schedules of four people but it's all people that i'm still friends with cousin but yes yeah one i'm still related to so he can't see <laughs> me but um but yeah it was just and it wasn't even a matter of i don't think we ever had a discussion like the band is breaking up but it was just like it got more and more challenging and so at a certain point it was like well i can control my own schedule and i can control myself so i guess i should just do this under, but, you know, a band is kind of a security blanket. Yeah. So. <laughs> and one fantastic EP later, and then there's nothing for a long period mm -hmm. of time, and eventually a solo EP. So really, what got in the way? Was it songwriting? Was it school? Was it... it like, of not releasing things? Yeah. Be between the, the, the two EPs, there's a fair amount of yeah. gap. Something must have slowed you down. Yeah. You? <laughs> I mean, it's always me, but it's, I think the whole production process, because I've always been a, like, music on the side person, mm -hmm. so it's always been a matter of, um, of finding the time and space to, like, to produce a whole album or a whole EP in my case takes a lot. When we did the Mean Reds album, actually, we called it the Saturday morning EP because we literally tracked four songs in like a day because we just were like, okay, let's not, we, we had done like a handful of demos and then it was just like, okay, we're going to knock it out. Um, and then eventually my little solo EP was just me and keys because it was like, that we had no time or space to do full production. And so... And money. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the technology and all of that stuff. But we're we're growing slowly but surely. Yeah, well, the Mean Red ZP stands up pretty well. I, don't, I mean, you probably don't like it as much oh, as I do. I tear it apart. <laughs> I tear it to pieces. But it's held up pretty well for me as I listen to those songs. They're, they're strong songs. and perform I mean, yes, it probably could have been produced a little bit more slickly isn't the word i mean yeah. but you know yeah. more professionally but it's still it got a fair amount of radio play in plymouth it did it did indeed this guy i know was assistant manager at the radio station at the time and, and made it happen mm -hmm. he was pretty nice guy yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was the beginning of, a, of our friendship that was the beginning of me falling in love with your voice and your music and i'm glad that you're still out there doing it and uh, i'd love to hear another song if you're ready to do another one yeah for sure this one's a newer one, and it's a little bit more chill, so I'll try to stay close to the mic. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Beautiful. Something new from Kylie Phillips on Acoustic Alternatives. What is that called, or does it not have a name yet? That one's called Beautiful Still. That's what, but it would be my guess if yeah. I had to pick yeah. something to, Good. to call I'm, it. I'm glad. You've titled <laughs> my songs in the past, so I'm glad. I guess I have helped. <laughs> Uh, it seems that little strings might be about uh, somebody unraveling. Maybe do I have that right? A little bit. It's it's a little bit about someone kind of uh, allowing themselves to let go. Is that you? <laughs> no, actually, that one was more of a of a narrative song. I think part of my speaking of the whole musical childhood thing. I grew up listening to a lot of like story songs, mm-hmm. and we were talking about Ben Folds too, like people who can create these whole narratives, you know. And so Little Strings was a little bit more of a, of a story song, but I do write a lot of autobiographical stuff as well. <laughs> what about that last one? Where's that one from? That last one was very autobiographical. That one's very close to my heart. And it was a little bit of a, um, I, I am a self-doubter in a lot of ways. <laughs> and I was having a certain, a certain period where I was feeling um, confident in what I do have to offer as opposed to what I don't. And so that was the... That song was the result of it. I hope you know I believe in your talents 100%. I appreciate that. Always. I appreciate it. Well, it's it's because I hear something special. You have a truly special voice and like you're meticulous about your songs. Yeah, no kidding. That's why it takes me so freaking long to record it. Yeah. Well, how many songs (laughs) do you write that we don't hear? There's a question I have. Yeah, there's a decent amount of them that especially now that I'm kind of working on one at a time, Mm. um, I will sort of like just stockpile these songs. And so it's sort of like, okay, and then time to work on one. You pull one out and focus on that for a while. But there's a decent little backlog. I imagine many of us have gone through some difficult times, maybe you as well, in the last nine to ten months. Mm -hmm. Has there been songs that you've, or at least lyrics, maybe not songs that you've written from this place of, lonely or pain or mm-hmm. trapped is, is that coming out at all a little bit i think it's um this whole time for myself and i'm sure for a ton of people has been kind of like things that we tried to sweep under the rug for a long time are now being like coming to the surface <laughs> and you're being forced to deal with them and on my on my bad days i hate that but on my good days i'm i'm grateful for that that i'm being forced to deal with some stuff and so so yeah, there's definitely been new internal struggles, new external struggles that I've had a lot of a lot of time to process over the past few months. So <laughs> so yeah, all. the songwriting comes in handy for that. And the therapists are really busy. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Mine exactly. too. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> I was just saying to a friend today, I was like, so it turns out at 31, I've realized that I don't have great coping mechanisms. <laughs> Now we're trying to fix it. Yeah, that's okay. As long as you deal with it. <laughs> exactly. Well, so songwriting has obviously been part of what you've been doing in the pandemic, mm-hmm. but you and your husband, Ben, have also launched something pretty new and pretty cool in the home that you purchased a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think are we coming up on two years, I think, in this house. Yeah. And after a brief fire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just... We always tell any friends that we have who buy houses, we're like, pro tip, do not set it on fire yeah. and you'll be good to go. Yeah. That's our one, that's our tip for home ownership. <laughs> you got off pretty pretty easy on that one, though. We, we escaped. Insurance is important, guys. And also check your smoke detectors. Yes. <laughs> tell me about the, the new adventure in the upstairs portion of the house. Yeah, we started, I mean, we moved into, it's a little bungalow and 
the owners before us were using the upstairs open space as their master bedroom. And we were like, why do we need that much room to sleep? So we turned it into our, our studio, of course, as one does. Two musicians in the same yeah, house. What are you going to do? Exactly. And yeah, this year we uh, launched something called Menagerie Sound, um, which is we we have, you know, plenty of future plans. But for the time being, what we're focusing on is creating live streams uh, that are high quality audio and sound because, you know, I've done my share of live streams where you set up like your computer and it looks and sounds terrible and uh, being able to provide my husband is the music tech brain behind mm -hmm. everything. He does a bunch of production for me and all of that stuff. And um, he was able to kind of crack the code of how to actually make this look and sound good. And we were like, well, shoot, let's, let's let other people come here and Share do the it. same yeah. thing. And so we started with like a Christmas series back in December. We did four weeks of Christmas shows. Um, but starting this year, we're doing non-Christmas stuff. And, <laughs> because uh, it's February now. Exactly. We figured it would be a good, a good reason to switch things up. Um, but we're going to be all throughout the year bringing in other artists um, to live stream from our home. Very exciting. I've been enjoying watching you. I watched you and your brother, which yeah, was a lot of fun. fun. And I, I also, because in my notes, I thought it'd be nice to, in case you forgot, you have a mission statement of sorts on your Facebook page for Menagerie Sound. Menagerie Sounds exists to provide artists with the opportunity to connect with fans through high quality live streams and to provide music lovers and homebodies the chance to enjoy live music without leaving the house. Mm -hmm. Well said. I've Why, enjoyed I've enjoyed everything you guys have done. Fortunately, people can see what they've missed already. You've got a Facebook page and you have a YouTube page that have archived all of these and you can check the, the sound quality, which I think is fantastic. Thank you. I've been commenting on that because I've been watching s several live shows from people's homes yeah. and I've been under-impressed yeah. by several of them. <laughs> Some that it's hard. Yeah. I mean, some of the artists, maybe I won't name names, but like some that have record labels and they're doing it from their home Yeah, and they don't sound professional. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking you're not really doing me any favor yeah. by doing that because it sounds yeah. bad. Yeah. And you guys have, like I said, you cracked the code. It's, it's nice to see that it can be done. It can yes. sound professional. It doesn't have to be done in a, you know, a venue. Although I love the ones that are coming from the arc and 20 sure. front street. Those have looked really nice and mm -hmm. sounded really nice too, but not everybody has the budget for that. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys are keeping it cheap for your friends. And yes. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Look forward to finding out um, when is the next guest. The next will be at the end of February. I believe it's the final Sunday, which I think is the 28th of February. And I can't I can't announce who it is yet. Well, when we're not recording, I'm going to ask. I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let I, you in on the secret. I have a, I have a question related to this show. It might, it might end up being the same person. Oh, very nice. <laughs> So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds. Uh, well, I just, something crossed my mind as I was setting this up today. I thought, hmm, I wonder if that's who the next <laughs> guest is. So backing up to your your previous material that you've recorded, you're, you had the solo EP out where it was just you and a piano. Yeah. And you had planned to go and do a band version of some of those, if not all of those songs. You've got new songs. Mm -hmm which the production on is really cool. It's a little bit more of an electronic element than I'm yeah. used to with your previous work, which yeah. I really like. I yeah. think it's good. Do you have plans to still re-record some of those old songs? Or you're just kind of focusing on what you've got written for full album EP. What, what do you have any thoughts about how to navigate music in 2021? Yeah, that's, oh, that's a big question. Well, yeah, we are still working on um, 
my husband, whenever I say we, I'm referring to me, ben, my husband, yeah. Ben, who yeah. is, like I said, who does all my production and he is essentially a co-writer. Like he makes this stuff sound cooler than it would. Um, but we've been basically focusing on just like a single at a time because fortunately we both have day jobs at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's just been, that's been the best way we've found for us to stay motivated and to continue to put stuff out so we've been focusing on a song at a time um and yeah these last two were new-ish out there somewhere was new little strings i've been playing for a while now um and we're kind of trying to alternate back and forth between like because i'm writing stuff i'm excited about but also i have these songs that i still want to record so we've been trying to kind of flip flop back and forth between put out an older one and put out a newer one and um so the next one we're working on is actually one of my one of my older ones and we're just kind of giving it a a fresh a fresh life i was gonna ask what the next one was do you want to do it solo again whichever one it is or i don't know what you plan to play i'm not doing that one today but we're we're trying to kind of we're gonna be uh working on no one sleeping which is one of my older ones but we're kind of reimagining it a little bit which has been fun and actually that one was on uh, that little solo I, EP yeah. I put out. So maybe a little bit more dreamy in this new arrangement. Yeah. And like putting, trying to see what it sounds like with guitar instead of keys f- based and all of that fun hmm. stuff. So, Interesting. Yeah. Well, despite the fact that's not the one you're going to play, yeah. what would you like to play next? I'm actually going to, ironically, I'm going to play another new one, um, which is called uh, Head Down, Eyes Up. All right. Kylie Phillips on Acoustic Alternatives. Trying to learn what that I've been trying to feel the ground beneath me. It's quite a bit harder than it's I've been trying to take a look in the mirror. Most days I've
from Kylie Phillips head down eyes up on acoustic alternatives brand new song that I love I love that one too boy yeah, you're on a roll why thank you like we said I've had a bit of downtime yeah <laughs> it's working out well for me as a fan of your music is always like when's the next song coming yeah, on Kylie? yeah yeah wine 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 <laughs> like I don't have to do any work you have to do the work I just have to wait for them the product <laughs> so we discussed that you recently did a show with your brother Sam Spade mm-hmm. is what he records mm-hmm. under uh, you guys did some pretty cool covers on the show and he did some of his originals yeah uh, I, I particularly like the, the Ben Folds choice because that's not one I've ever heard anybody cover before. Oh, yeah. It's like the saddest song in the world, Fred Jones Part 2. Yeah. Yeah. Your father grew up in an era with uh, Billy Joel, Elton John as, as like the main keyboard possible influences for yeah. him if he was a keyboard player. He is. But you have Ben and uh, Sarah Bareilles, I suppose, as your contemporaries. Yeah. Rufus Wainwright. Rufus, yeah. forgot about him. Anybody else that I'm not thinking of? Alicia Keys, does she fall into that category? She was never, she wasn't, not necessarily a, a formative artist for <laughs> me, but definitely I think I admired her singing almost more than her piano playing. But yeah, those those three were definitely like the piano people that I always looked to was Rufus Wainwright, Sarah Bareilles, Ben Folds. And you've covered all of them, actually. I've heard you cover all yeah, of them. Yeah, always. I'm consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Any new emerging ones that I'm not aware of that uh, piano people? Yeah, not specifically. Not that I not that I've been listening to necessarily, but um, also Vanessa Carlton. Like when I was, oh, yeah. that song came out when I was probably in like middle school or something. So there's a decent. The fray was around. Oh, like yeah. there was a decent amount of like pop piano people in that era. Um, but I would have been playing piano either way because it was the only instrument I knew. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You, you, you were kind of stuck into it no matter what you, yeah, exactly. you had. Um, so the, the production elements on the first couple of singles that you first had in the last year, like I said, there's a little bit more electronic yeah. involvement. Is that going to be kind of the pattern going forward? Or you said there's going to be some guitar. Yeah. That's 
That's that's been the sound that we've been the most excited about recently has been finding a way to mix some electronic production elements into songs that are still like I'm very I'm a very lyric I'm a very word heavy person. Mm-hmm. I'm always very lyric fo- focused and um but finding a way to make songs that are lyrically I don't know, intelligent or complex or whatever that are also fun to listen to and have those little like ear candy moments of like, ooh, these little production elements that catch you off guard and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. That's kind of been what we've been trying to play around with. And it's been it's been fun for us. (laughs) Well, it's February 2021 and we don't know what the rest of the year looks like, Mm -hmm. but. Let's imagine, let's pretend that we're performing again by the fall in <laughs> uh-huh, front of people. Uh-huh. Do you envision solo shows or do you want to try and do some band shows? What is, I mean, some of these songs that you're writing sounds like they would be band songs as well. Yeah. In a perfect world, it would be band songs. But honestly, this is going to make you mad. Live performance has been, it's been so much of a, like, um, a stress for me in the past the, the focus on like the recording side of things has been really um, kind of like refreshing for us. And so I've been kind of thinking about waiting until I have like a handful of singles out mm-hmm. and then be like, okay, now I think maybe I'm brave enough to dip my toe back into yeah. performing live again. Well, it would make sense too if you were going to put out any sort of a physical product mm-hmm. to wait until people could buy it at the show. Yeah. Because the level that you're at, even though that's not the level that you belong at, in my opinion, <laughs> the level that you're at, you're you're more likely to sell a CD after a show than yeah. people to remember to go home and buy the digital download. Yeah. Because yeah. they're going to, oh, hey, can I sign this for you? That's, yeah. And, and that's a, a benefit to have some sort of EP or full length mm-hmm. album. And that's yeah. your marketing plan right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, the merch table is always the best spot to be. It's always fun to get to like give something to someone physically and get to meet them and, and all of that stuff. So the connections. Yes. Especially at this phase. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, I hope that it gets back to that part of your world again soon. Yeah, you and me both. Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I'm I'm missing the interactions with my music friends mm-hmm. and my fellow music fans, yeah. too. You go to more shows than any human I've ever met, so uh, I, I would imagine that you would be missing them. That's Yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably going to change. I mean, even if they came back full force, I, yeah. I don't have the same life that yeah. I had a year ago. Yeah. Um, so... I want to. Yeah, <laughs> oh, still, it'll still happen. I want to support music, yes. and and I'm I'm glad that uh, this podcast being done from Grove Studios. And again, if you want to check out Grove Studios and what they're doing here, it's a fantastic place. They're giving me a chance to highlight uh, some of Michigan's finest, and we will eventually have national, international touring acts. I suppose if I ever can see them again, yeah. um, but they're not passing through town, and I will definitely pursue those people when when it's a possibility mm-hmm. or friends that moved away from michigan to nashville or something when yeah. they're back in town i'll say come on yes you know i got a few in mind if they ever come up this way to make sure i snag them on for the show yeah. but i'm lucky that i have a great pool to dip into of my favorite metro detroit and surrounding area friends and mm-hmm. so glad that you are definitely uh, available to do this as part of the, the we're still in the first phases of this and yes. something you know, there's only like six of these so far so yep. i'm happy to be a guinea pig yeah, for sure. So more about Menagerie Sound, where can people find out about that? We are Menagerie Sound on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube. And just Menagerie. follow all of the things. MenagerieSound.com, is that an actual website or Not just yet. no? No, right now we're just on the we're just on the socials. So 
And that's where it's it's nice to be able to drive people to all the places where the stuff will actually be. So right now that's where we are and maybe we'll get official enough to have a, a website soon enough. <laughs> and your music, you were lucky enough to get your actual name. Yes. KyliePhillips.com. You have to have, yeah. didn't have to add music to it or nope, anything like no. that. I guess that's a good thing about my name being spelled weird is that the domain was available. Yes. So. <laughs> K-Y-L-E-E, yes. not I-E. Yes. Not like Kylie from Connecticut. We discussed yes. that too. Yes. <laughs> so one more. What uh, Would this be another new one? That you've, this what? Yeah, this one's going to be um, Out There Summer, which is the oh, yeah. one we released almost almost a year ago now, which is crazy. I know it's out there somewhere. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Say to me that you love me. 
Kylie Phillips on Acoustic Alternatives from Grove Studios out there somewhere. A song released last year along with Little Strings. And by the way, did you know, and I'm going to pat myself on the back for this, <laughs> that your, I think Little Strings ended up making the final cut to the Detroit Music Awards because they, really? in phase one, they'd let you nominate a whole bunch of things. They give you, they as, as a participator, uh-huh. you, can, you can give them 10 submissions for things that you want in uh-huh. whatever category you want. And I had submitted both singles, I think, as releases from uh-huh. you. And I'm pretty sure Little Strings was the one that made it to phase two, which really? I just voted on a week or so ago. So you're you're I in there. No idea. Well, I, other people I could have so official. Well, <laughs> other people could have nominated it as well because I don't. I'm, I'm only one of the many people who submit to that. So. You're the only voice that matters. No, though, that's John. not true. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I hope other people are listening and supporting you as well. That's that's the whole point of me doing this is to let people know I that there's great music it. out there. <laughs> Thank you so much for making time. It's good to see your nice long hair yes. and your smile and. Mostly your eyes, because I can mostly only see your eyes unless you're singing. <laughs> and when you're singing, the eyes are closed. Uh-huh, so. <laughs> uh-huh. got to focus up. No, it's great to see you in person. We'll do this again when there's more music to talk about, but mm-hmm. that'll be down the line. Yep. Coming this year, hopefully, we'll have a couple more singles for you. So Sounds good. And keep an eye out on Menagerie Sound to find out who the special guest is in February. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a wild guess when we're finished here. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Acoustic Alternatives. Uh, I don't have my next guest lined up yet, but uh, I'm working on a couple of different things. So keep an eye on the, the page for my show, Acoustic Alternatives, and keep an eye on the Grove Studios page as well. Thanks again, Kylie. For sure.